0: could learn what it means to really love ourselves. Then we can learn to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. If we could live in harmony, see ourselves as a family, this is my prayer for you, may- That they feel safe in every corner of the world If we could live in harmony See ourselves as a family That every man, woman, boy, and girl will hear these words all across the world. That every man, woman, boy, and girl will hear these words all across the world. This This is our prayer. This is our prayer. This is our prayer for humanity.
1: Good morning. We welcome you to our live stream service today. Our broadcast is available to you every Sunday at 9 30 a.m. Central Standard Time. You can also view our archive services at any time on the Unity Minneapolis website. And in light of the recent events in the Twin Cities, we started a prayer vigil last Friday, last Friday evening. And we will continue it for several more nights. You are invited to join us tonight via Zoom from 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock p.m. The meeting ID is 819 seven four zero nine six six seven five that number will be shown on your screen again later next sunday reverend linda Martella Witset, vice president of unity prayer and practice will be our guest speaker and afternoon workshop leader in her morning lesson She'll demystify Jesus' declaration that we are the light of the world, and revealing the power behind many facets of the light, which are our spiritual abilities. In the afternoon, she'll teach some powerful physical, mental, and spiritual activations, helping us become the embodiment of our divine identity. We are excited and honored to have her join us next week. Thank you. And on Saturday, June 6th, the women of unity are holding a mask making class via zoom for those interested in learning how to make masks sewn and not sewn. All are invited. Learn more about our events and activities on the Unity website, Facebook page, or Peek at the Week, our our e-newsletter. You can also contact the church through email or voicemail. And today, join the fun at our virtual coffee hour at 1045. The login details follow today's service. And now, we turn to Reverend Pat for our opening prayer.
2: Join me in our opening prayer. And this morning, we turn to the words of St. Francis. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me bring love. Where there is offense, let me bring pardon. Where there is discord, let me bring union. Where there is error, let me bring truth. Where there is doubt, let me bring faith. And where there is despair, let me bring hope. Where there is darkness, let me bring your light. And today, we pray with the family of George Floyd. We hold his entire family in our prayers, his friends. We give thanks that George's soul Continues on this eternal path, surrounded by God's love and God's light. This morning we pray with our cities, our twin cities, our country, our world, in such challenging times. This morning we remind ourselves of divine peace, divine justice. divine order and we affirm health and healing and wholeness for our country and for our world we know this truth to be true in our hearts we say thank you thank you god and so it is and so we let it be amen
0: We made some changes to our song choices today. So while we don't have the lyrics to this song right on this particular window, you can go to our website if you'd like to sing along with this beautiful song, Stevie Wonder, Love's in Need of Love. We will show you the chorus because that's the part where most of you all might want to sing with us. The words are, love's in need of love today, don't delay. Send yours in right away. Hate's going round, breaking many hearts. Stop it, please, before it's gone too far. Sounds like this.
2: I want to take this opportunity to thank you thank you all around the world for holding us in your thoughts and prayers we've received texts we've received received emails letters cards we've received so many things letting letting us know that you are holding us in your thoughts and prayers and we do believe in the power of prayer and we are so grateful for your support we really are thank you so much As you know, Unity is that positive path for spiritual living. And we offer practical teachings that help us to live meaningful and healthy and prosperous lives. One of our core values here at Unity Minneapolis is that of welcoming. So we certainly welcome you this morning. We welcome our spiritual family. We welcome you that are streaming new with us for the first time. We invite you to find out more about our community. You can easily do that on our website. We can, you can usually do that on our website. So we appreciate you today. We appreciate and know that you have many choices in the day and what to do with your time. And I don't know about you, but when things like this happen in my life and I'm affected by things like this, Then I want to be with those that I love, and this is our spiritual community, and I love this community, and they're part of my family, and today we are with family. So we invite you to feel welcome here with us today. Know that we love you, we bless you, we behold the living presence of God within you, and we are grateful that you are with us.
1: We now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the daily word. You are invited to mentally add your prayers to the prayer box via our website, or you may, your prayers are prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days and then they are forwarded to Silent Unity where they are prayed with for an additional 30 days. The word for today. Is love. We affirm, I am a loving presence to everyone I meet. It has been said that the world needs more love. The truth is that all the love the world could ever need is already present everywhere. Because God is love and God is present everywhere. Created in God's image, I am divine love in human expression. I know that love is much more than a positive feeling, divine love. Is the energy of oneness itself. As I remain centered in divine love, I know oneness in God with all people, including those who are dear to me and those I've never met. Divine love helps me see good everywhere and in everyone. I look beyond conflict and limitation and find the good that is always mine to discover. And scripture tells us in 1 John chapter 4, verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another, because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. And the word for today is love.
2: Amen.
0: As Judy said earlier, there is a bulletin available for you to download from the unityminneapolis.org website. If you're on Facebook Live and you don't feel like jumping off, this song is pretty easy. The chorus has three words. I am light.
1: Here we go. And now, let us relax in our chairs, being as relaxed as possible, and allow your mind to grow peaceful. As you relax, focus your awareness on your breathing. Each time you breathe, know that you are breathing in the joy, the love, the peace, the bliss of God. And feel it permeate and penetrate your whole being. We know the joy, love, Peace and bliss of God is present in our every moment, no matter what the conditions are about us or in our world. Peace within us and peace around us. The Christ light. Illumines our way. We place our hope and faith in the healing power of God within. We joyfully give and we joyfully receive. We share our peace. With the world. Let us rest for a moment in the silence and know that everything is good and everything is God. And so we rest. And now, as we return to this space in time, we know that despite appearances in our lives or our world, God is present and everything is good. When we remember our truth, it is all good. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen.
0: Open my eyes to clarity, open my heart to understand, when trouble's doors keep closing all around me, Lord, guide me through the Take Use me, my Lord, keep me looking till I find the road to you. Well, they can confuse
3: me, my Lord,
0: but I'll keep looking till I find the road to you.
2: Judy I knew you couldn't stay on that stool long As I looked at you I said She's going to be up in no time Because we had our hands going over here Thank you Judy Thank you Lori Thank you Jendine. It's good to have you with us today Thank you Dave Thank you so much Wow 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 What a month And this month it's no, I don't think it's any accident and We've been looking at 30 days to fearless living 30 days to fearless living. And I like to call it 30 days to less fear living. Because I've not quite got to that total fear, fearless part yet. But it just seems like yesterday we started this series and we looked at faith and fear and the importance of faith. And if fear is contagious, then faith is contagious. And that fear always wins out over faith. And then we also looked at, wow, uh, How fearful and how courageous it takes at the same time to be a mother on Mother's Day. And then looking at life also that third week from inside out. It all begins on the inside. Whatever we're experiencing out here as we know, we teach, it begins right here on the inside. And then last week, Jim, soon to be Reverend Jim, talked about the redemption of forgiveness And I loved his opening statement when he says, you forgive, you see the face of God. And I believe that as we forgive, not only do we see the face of God, our face, but we also see the face of God in others. And so today, I am going to talk about a few stepping stones, stepping stones to less fear living. Now... I believe for me that probably that first and most important stone for less fear living is to remind ourselves of one of our most basic, basic teachings. Basic, but not easy. And that basic teaching is one presence and one power. God the good. And when we look out here and we see what's happening in our world, we go, how can we call it good? How in the world can I call it good? I have to look at it, and I say the potential for good is in this somewhere, and I will not let it go until I see it until I see that it blesses me and blesses the world so it 's important and you say well if i if I believe that you know or if I, I teach that, then why aren 't I experiencing less fear or at least less fear, if not, not total less fear, but needless to say, my friends, I believe that we don't experience because it's important for us to look at those other principles that support that principle number one, that principle number one, and as we look at these principles quickly, guess what? It helps us to, to really work that and that one principle and come to believe it, even in a deep, deeper way, and you know, obviously the, that stone needs support by these principles and that stone is that not only is that one presence and one power that presence and power lives within me it lives within you we know the activity of our thinking has something to do with our life as we think it guess what as we think it it begins to manifest in our life so it begins in our mind and in, in our brain in our thoughts in our words and our actions and then that of course that fourth principle is prayer and meditation it is that connecting link to the divine through prayer and meditation and then that last and one of the most important principles i believe is there is that we have to take action we have to take action but at the same time we must remember that it begins with one presence one power god we don't teach two presences we teach one and there's no place on this planet where god is not God is always present right in the midst of the most horrific things that we can perceive and what we can see that's going on in our world. So that first stepping stone for me is the present stone, one presence and one power, God the good. That second stone for me I like to call the commandment stone, the commandment stone. It gives me priorities in my life. And the priorities that are given to me in my life are given by the teacher Jesus in our way shore. And I'd like to share with you some scripture this morning, of course, from, from me, for the book of Luke. And he says, just when a lawyer stood up to test Jesus, teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, what is written in the law? knowing he was speaking to an attorney, a lawyer, who knew the law and knew the law. And he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. That's pretty clear, is it not? That's really clear. But okay, he wanted to take it just a little further. He says, you know, and he said to him, He says to him, uh, Jesus said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this and you shall live. And the, the attorney said, but wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? And who is my neighbor? Don't we go there sometimes? Don't we go there sometimes when all people are our neighbors? But Jesus begins to tell a story. And Jesus replied, a man was going down from down from Jerusalem to Jericho, down from Jerusalem to Jericho. And he fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him and beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, the last, the last lesson, the last sermon that he gave in Memphis, Tennessee, he was so clear he used this parable. He used the parable of the Good Samaritan. There as he was there for the sanitation strike. And in that lesson, he said, uh, he shared a story in his last talk. When he was That last talk was, I have been to the mountaintop. I have been to the mountaintop. But he says, as he began his lesson, he says, I remember Mrs. King and I were first, when we were first in Jerusalem. And we rented a car and drove from Jerusalem down to Jericho. And as soon as we got on that road, I said to the wife, I can see why Jesus used this as a setting for his parable. It's winding. It's, it's really conducive for ambushing. You start out in Jerusalem, which is about 1,200 miles or rather 1,200 feet above sea level. And by the time you get to Jericho, 15 or 20 minutes later, you're about 2,200 feet below Sea level. That's a really dangerous road. And Dr. King acknowledged why he more than he used that road as an example, as an example of uh, that being able to hide out in that road, being robbers could easily hide. And so this man was going down this road to Jericho and he fell in the hands of robbers who stripped him and they beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a priest was going down that road. A priest was a man also about the law, the priestly tribe, the Levites. He, too, was going down that road. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. He passed by on the other side. So, likewise a Levite, and he came to the place and saw him, and he passed on the other side. Both of these men, supposedly religious men, religious men, and they passed by on the other side. George Floyd, I asked myself, if I had been present, would I have passed by on the other side? Would I have looked the other way? But a Samaritan, a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him. Now, the Jews and the Samaritans, they did not have a good relationship. They did not have a good relationship at all. You know, they had a lot of history behind them. But the Jews considered Samaritans unclean. The priests considered, considered the Samaritan unclean. The Levite considered the Samaritan unclean. And so they passed by on the other side. Yes, there was history behind it. Yes, at one point, the Samaritans had been part of destroying the temple. Absolutely that these people, because of their, their ethnic background, the color of the skin, the differences that they had in their life, they were not close. No wonder, though. Isn't it interesting that Jesus chose to answer the attorney, that lawyer, through using the example of a Samaritan? But, but a Samaritan was traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. And he went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. And he put them on his animal and brought him to the inn and took care of him. And the next day, he put out two denarii, gave them to the housekeeper and said, take care of him. And when I come back, I'll repay you whatever more you spend. And then he asked the question, which of these do you think was the neighbor? The man who fell in the hands of the robbers. And he said, the one who showed mercy. The one who showed mercy. That's a beautiful statement. He could not even say the word Samaritan. The one who showed mercy. And I believe that we are called to call it by name, whatever it is call it by name yes George Floyd call it by name and Jesus was clear he says the one that showed mercy and Jesus says go and do likewise that first stone definitely is presence that second stone is commandment and priority priority It's about loving God first and loving your neighbor as yourself. That's the priority in my life. Then that third stone that's so important for me in my spiritual growth is that stone of direction. A stone that shows me how to live my life. A stone that is so challenging for me. Challenging for me. And yet, it is in Malachi, in Malachi, where the prophet, who was a minor prophet, he was not. He, he his influence was not nearly as great as Isaiah. Isaiah looked back and was kind of his mentor. And in my research, he says pretty much, um, you know, uh, Micah was a, a minor prop, prophet, but he did contribute some things that has lasts for eternity. And he says. The story is about people coming to the prophet and asking them, you know, basically, what do we need to bring to God? What will God be happy with? And with what shall I come before the Lord, the people said, and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come with him with burnt offerings, with a calf a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands and thousands of rams? With ten thousands of rivers of oil? Precious. Shall I give my firstborn for my transgressions? The fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? And he has told you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? All of these people, including me sometimes, look at it. We think that we have to do all these fancy, fancy, schmancy things. And he says, what does the Lord require of you? And he says, he requires of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with God. Powerful. That is a direction for my life is to do justice, justice, and to love kindness, and to walk humbly with God. Wow, justice. We could talk, take a poll out here, and each and every one of you would come up with probably a definition of justice. I love the definition of Charles Fillmore, co-founder of our Unity Movement, I want to share with you. He says, <clears throat> justice. When judgment is divorced from love and works from the head alone, there goes forth the human cry for justice. Justice. Have we worked so much from our head alone? alone have we worked so much with the letter of the law in this mere human judgment man is hard and heartless he deals out punishment without consideration of motive or cause and justice goes away when justice and love meet At the heart center, there are balance, there is poise, and there is righteousness. So I hope, my dear friends, that whatever definition of justice you have, whatever that may be, that love is mixed with it. Love has to be mixed with it. If not, it becomes just pure doling out of punishment, regardless of the cause. He goes on to say, there is an infinite law of justice that may be called into every activity. This morning, we prayed and we affirmed that justice was present. Divine justice. Divine justice presence. Knowing that that judgment is mixed with love. And then be kind. Wow. Be kind to each other. I don't know exactly who said it. I wish I probably should have looked it up, but I didn't. But it's coming to me, and it says, someone says, if you cannot help, for God's sakes, don't hurt. Don't hurt. Being kind to each other. And then that third one is walk humbly with God. Wow. I struggled years and years ago when I came into a 12-step program with the word Humility. Humility for me was about getting my floor mat, getting my feet wiped off, being being discounted, being discounted. And today, I have learned to walk humbly with God most of the time. When I can walk humbly with God, I know that my ego is not present. Or at least it has been lessened. So I can feel that loving presence of the divine. Yes, it is absolutely important, that present stone, that commandment stone that shows me my priorities. Yes, and that stone that shows me the directions in my life, the directions in how to live my life. Another stone that's really important to me is the stone of guidance. Guidance are those impressions that we receive from the divine within, those beautiful impressions. And there's over 500 members of this church. That's just a statement. But I can assure you that our guidance is not always the same. I can assure you it's not. It might be easier if it was, but it's really not. So each and every one of us will be divinely guided and ask for that divine guidance on what to do and how to do it. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are welcome here. Every aspect of you. And so if your guidance is different than my guidance, then go for it. And I know that during this time of challenging and unrest, each and every one of you, because I've heard from you, each and every one of you are divinely guided because you've asked Spirit in such a loving way To what is mine to do. For some of you, it's to attend a prayer vigil. For some of you, it's to light a candle. For some of you, it's to make calls to your representatives, to send letters to your representatives, to voice your opinion with your loved ones in a loving way, please, your opinion to your loved ones in a loving way. For some of you, it's yours to go forth to demonstrate. And I think if you saw one of my messages this week, I said, all of that is good because you've been guided to do it. But whatever you do, go forth, my dear friends. Walk humbly with God doing justice mixed with love, and be kind to each other. For us to go demonstrate in any shape, form, or fashion, I believe with all my heart that we have to bring peace and love to that. So I support you, and however, you are divinely guided during this time. And remember our teachings here as you understand those teachings. Those teachings here are interpreted in so many different ways by each and every one of you. And then, of course, the stone that's so important to me is let go and let God. Wow, I don't like that one sometimes either. But I believe with all my heart that when I feel like I've listened to guidance, I've looked at these other things, and I've done what I can do, and things are still not right, I want to let go and let God. Let me be assured That letting go and letting God is not quitting. There is a huge difference. In letting go and letting God, we rest. We rest until we receive that additional guidance on what is ours to do. And we keep asking for that. And then when that guidance comes, as I said just recently, when that guidance comes, then, my friends, sometimes we don't like it. We don't like it because it means we have to change or we have to do something. And we have to step forth and follow that guidance with less fear. You know, we've heard it a hundred times, but, you know, courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is truly acting in spite of the fear. So when we let go and let God, it's arresting. And it's arresting also that we will have the strength within us. And I don't know about you. But during these last, this last month especially, I've just wondered, you know, how much strength do I have? How much reserves do I have? How many hours a day can I be there? But I don't know about you, but I know that there's a strength within me that causes me to rise up, to rise up and see it in a different way, to see it in a different way. So those are some of the stones that I use in my life for less fear living. During this whole situation, I have grown. I'm a firm believer that everything that comes in my life comes in for a purpose. And that it is not for me to avoid it. It's for me to grow through it. And I can truthfully say that I have grown. And one of the ways that I have grown in the last few weeks is that I have become much more aware of my white privilege. My white privilege. And let me share, white privilege does not mean that you don't have challenging times. I can assure you I have. Like many of you, as a gay man, I have been discriminated against. I have felt the power of rejection. And so it's not to say that, but I still own my white privilege. I own it. Because you see, white privilege is about the color of the skin. White privilege is about the color of my skin. And because I am have the color of white, I realize that I have privileges that are not available, not available to some of my brown and black brothers and sisters. Let me give you an example. Some of you may know that I am in a relationship for 18 years soon. Wow, that's one day at a time. 18 years And I have been taught a lot, and it took me a while to get it. But I've been taught a lot about white privilege from my spouse, who has a beautiful brown skin. It became obvious to me the first time it really hit me, was we were going out of the store. I'm going to call the name. We're going out of Costco. We like Costco. We probably spend way too much money in Costco. But we were going out of Costco. And people were ahead of us. This was a couple of years, maybe three years ago, people were ahead of us. And they were going on by. And my spouse, Eddie, was pushing the cart, And they stopped him. And they went through everything on our list. And I was fuming. I was fuming. I got in the car. Eddie was driving that day. And he said, who are you calling? I said, I'm calling the store manager. They've got to know about this. They've got to know about it. And I see that white privilege continues. Even when I go to make an exchange somewhere, or return an item, it is easier for me to do than for Eddie to do. And I believe it's strictly because of the color of his skin. They demand much more out of him. Than they do of me. Earlier this week, Eddie was coming back from a a job out in Minnetonka and he was in his his car, not the normal car he drives, but he was in his regular car, not his work car. And he was coming and somehow or another there was a. I asked permission to share this, by the way. So, uh, you know, somehow or another he was. Coming, he was coming, and this vehicle was coming here. And he felt like this vehicle had a trailer on it. It felt like it was coming to him, and he ran off the road. And there was a barricade there. That literally, he says, "Thank goodness I didn't go into Lake Minnetonka. I didn't go into Lake Minnetonka." And he says, I, "And he said I pulled it back on the road. There was some scr- my, you know damages to the car, but this car was still running. Later, he pulled off the road. He saw that he could in the first place he could. You know that road, and he." <laughs> Uh, maybe it was the, maybe it was the Jericho Road. But he pulled off that road and uh, checked his car. No one stopped, and he got back in. He came home, and I said, "So, did you call the police?" No. Why would I call the police? Because see, he had had an incident before where there was someone coming to our home, a political person campaigning for someone in politics. This was his first counter with the police. Our own home. He came. This person that was soliciting. Eddie came to the door, and he started, the guy started, and Eddie said, I'm really not interested. I'm really not interested. You know, please leave. And the man kept harassing him. And he called the police. And he felt that when the police came, they made the other person right and him wrong. And it was because of our neighbors that saw this incident that walked up and helped us. Not only did I get upset about that. I, call, I remember calling the person after I got home about you know, how his, cam- his re- campaign manager, whatever was there, was reacting and acting. Yes, I can see why my beloved spouse can be afraid and i can see where the same situation that happens to me happens to eddie would be different than happens to me i've seen it so i know that i have white privilege and so what do i do with that information this awareness i think first of all it becomes just aware of it aware of it i can't help my whiteness just like someone else, cannot help their blackness. But I do know this. Historically, historically, that black people, when called from the police, do not necessarily get the same treatment. I've seen it in my own home, my own family. I've a little history on the police. Don't misunderstand me. I'm sure there's some great police officers out there. So, I know I'll get emails, (laughs) won't be the first ones, but I, I will, you know, I know that there's great police officers out there, and all police officers are not alike. But it takes one or two to get that reputation through all of our police officers. So, yes, I support our police officers. I support a better education process around it, I support a better education within our own community. So, going back to white privilege for a moment. What do I do about it? Simply be aware of it. Simply make some calls if someone you see someone being uh, discriminated against because of their color, and don't use your white privilege to discriminate. Don't use your white privilege to discriminate. Yes. What a day! What a week! And I would invite you as your assignment, as your assignment, my dear friends, is to look at what is yours to do during this situation. Look at it. What are your stones? What are your stones for less fear living? Yes. And then if you are, be aware of white privilege. And if you're white, be aware of how you use that white privilege. And be aware that we can begin to change the world by acknowledging that it's there and helping others to see that it's there as well. I love you. I bless you. I behold the living presence of God within you. Let us continue to hold all people, all that are associated with this terrible violence that's going on right now, let us hold all of it in prayer and remember that first stone that regardless of appearances that God is present I love you, I bless you I behold the living presence of the divine within you and so it is Amen
0: Broken down and tired of living life in a merry-go-round, you can't find the fighter, but I see it in you, so we're gonna walk it out, mountains, we're gonna walk it out.
2: I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We have that strength within us to rise up again. As you know, my dear friends, this is our Consistent Giving Month. We invite you to become a consistent giver to Unity Minneapolis. It assists us in so many ways. And this month, we've been having testimonies on why people are consistent givers within our own community. Today, Christine Helen and her daughter, Serena Knudsen is going to give us testimony on why they are a consistent giver to Unity Minneapolis.
4: Hello Unity Minneapolis! I am here today to talk to you a little bit about the Consistent Giving Program. I have been blessed to be part of the Unity community for many years. The crazy challenges of my life and through the good times, Unity has always been a very special home for me that is loving, accepting, warm, kind, compassionate and reminds me how I want to be and show up in the world every day. I decided to Uh, Sign up for the consistent giving program because when COVID happened I wanted to make sure that unity knew that they had my financial support even if I wasn't physically there all the time so I previously had held on to my gift and lovingly put it um, gave it to the church gave my tithe to the church and now I do it through consistent giving and I want to tell you how easy it is you just sign up and you can put whatever amount you want to give you can change that at any time, super easy by going back in. If you want to give 20 dollars one month and 500 the next, you can do that. Um, it's very simple. I would encourage any of you who've been thinking about this to take the time right now during this unstable um, time in the world and show your love, support and gifts for Unity Minneapolis. And now I'd like to hand it over to my favorite Unity Unitine.
5: Plus. Hi, I'm Sienna. I'm a Unitene, and I I support Unity Minneapolis because whenever I go there, I feel really welcomed and loved, and everyone I see just greets me and they say hi. And I love Cassidy and Nancy, and yeah.
4: <laughs> and here we go. This is why we strongly believe in Unity Minneapolis and giving on the consistent giving program.
2: become a consistent giver today you can easily do so as that's come up on the screen on how to do it let's bless our offerings that we receive today make that gift to unity minneapolis together divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that i give all that i receive and all that i am thank you god amen
0: Precious Lord, lead me
2: home. So we bless these gifts. We bless the gifts that you're giving today. We bless those beautiful gifts that's been received in the mail this week. We bless those participating in our consistent giving program, our unexpected income program. We bless all of these gifts, and we send them forth to fulfill our vision and mission Of a transformed world thank you thank you God and so it is and so we let it be amen our prayer chaplains are holding sacred space in their homes this morning if you have a prayer request by all means go into our prayer our website fill out a prayer request form it is immediately uh, prayer chaplains get that and the prayer ministry gets it and they pray for seven days and then sends sends it to silent unity for the next 30 days We're blessed to have our prayer chaplains. Speaking of blessings, the people that love this woman, including children and adults, is Cassidy Meeks, our Youth and Family Ministry Director.
5: Oh, hi everyone. There's a lot going on. Um, And one of the things we like to do here, regardless of what's going on, is express our gratitude and continue to honor and celebrate all of those who have been with us in the Youth and Family Ministry program over this past year. And that includes all the volunteers. So I know if we were in the sanctuary together, you'd all be given this opportunity to stand up and wave your arms around and and be recognized. So I invite you to do that if you're joining us online on Facebook. Give a little wave if you've been part of the Youth and Family Ministry this past year. And if you've ever volunteered with Youth and Family Ministry, give a wave as well. We love this ministry we continue on it's different all you kids I miss you so much and I wish we could be together and today we'd like to honor all of you who are moving up a grade and this invitation is, is open to all the kids and all of the congregants at Unity Minneapolis. Join us at 1 o'clock Central Time, and we will celebrate and honor all of our youth moving up a grade. So all of our fifth graders in the, youth, in the Young Emerging Spirits program moving into Uniteens, Uniteens into YOU, and our three graduating YOUers, Ella, Bella, and Jalen, as you can see on the screen. Thank you with all my heart. And so much love to you.
2: And Bella and Jalen and Ella, I want to speak to you. You're off to college. Oh, the places you will go. How wonderful for you. And I want you to remember, dear friends, that your parents have given you a strong foundation, I found a strong foundation. And I believe that Unity Minneapolis has been a huge part of that as well. So wherever you go, remember the teachings that we teach here. Look for a good Unity Church. See if you can get affiliated with that. And then also remember that this is home, that this is home, that wherever you are in your spiritual journey, wherever that may be, you're welcome here. We love you, my dear friends. We bless you. We behold the living presence of God within you. Now, our Zoom room is supposed to open at 1045. It's going to be late. Don't panic, okay, because your minister went over today. He just was just just got over, and so get over it and come in. You know what I mean? So we'll have that open just as as soon as possible. So i want to invite you to come. uh, We're gonna invite for the prayer for protection and our peace song, okay? Together we know that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is. I am divine and all is swell.
0: The ones that we're waiting for, we are the ones, we are the ones, we are the ones. The ones ones that that we're waiting for, we are the ones, we are the ones, we are the ones, the ones 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 that that we're we're waiting for. Well, who built this pyramid a hundred years ago? We're trapped inside a grid while they feed us what we need to know. we are the ones the ones that we' waiting for we are the ones we are the ones we are the ones the ones that were waiting for we are the ones
1: we are the ones we are the ones the
0: ones that were waiting for we are the ones we are the ones we are the ones a of teaching that we are the ones with. every stranger ah. you see, see this is a part of you, you Teaching
1: Sorry, that yell was kind of loud
0: at the end. See you soon.